Okay, that, that'll get you going a little bit. It's a Top Gun morning, and it is a Father's Day morning as well. Let's just say a little shout out anyways, a little cheering for our fathers in the house. Uh, glad you're with us. We are doing a blockbuster series where we take movies and we pull out what we might say some parallels to, to things that we can learn from, th things that maybe match up with God's word, some helpers, some things that will guide us as we watch some of these movies. And as we go through a Father's Day weekend, what a great opportunity to look at Top Gun and pull out some principles, things maybe guide and help some men who are in the house. Of course, there'll be some things I think some women in the audience can learn from as well. Uh, one thing I like to say when I talk about men uh, is I, I, I've shared this line before and I'll, I'll share it again. Being a male is a matter of your birth, but being a man and being a godly man is a matter of choice. Man is going to be a godly man. He, he's got to choose. And most men today in our culture, uh, you know, they, they are very unaware of what it means to be a godly man. And, and, and so I, I like to take opportunities like this to maybe help share with some men understanding of what godly men do, what they don't do, and I'm going to do that here today in our time together. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15, as, as uh, Paul is writing about uh, incredible men, and we'll look at a couple other passages in our time today uh, from Philippians. But it, it says this, it says, Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. That there, there's something about a man that shines in the stars, uh, shines in the sky where, where the stars are in such a way is so bright uh, that it, 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 that light is is making a difference. It's impacting. It's so bright that almost if you're thinking about a star in the sky that's so bright, it, it reflects over and shines around the other stars that are around that star in the sky. Well, a great godly man who who is really moving in the things of God, he shines so bright that that light of that man gets on those that are the closest around him as well helps light them up, helps bring a brightness to the area, to the family, to the community, to the church. And God wants that for men. But of course, there's some things that a man must place himself in, some, some guidance he must seek in order for him to be that kind of a man. And so today, I'm going to give you five principles out of Top Gun to hopefully help you as a man on this journey. Now, I loved in our first scene there with Top Gun, where we watched these men working on the flight deck and they're doing these things for our country and it's so exciting to see that. You, you watched the first Top Gun, well, uh, I saw it in the theater, some of you weren't born, but I saw it in the theater and man, you know, right out of the gate in the theater, it just, it's like, wow, look what these men are doing, it's pretty amazing, I'm pretty sure we had a massive increase in people signing up for the Navy and the Air Force during that time because it just got people's juices flowing. There's nothing like watching that opening scene. Uh, but then, you know, if you know the movie, uh, they have this encounter with some MiGs and, and it's a scary encounter, and in particular for one of the guys up in the sky, not Maverick, the main character, Tom Cruise, but 
Cougar, the guy in the other jet, he is stressed and struggling from this encounter. He's emotionally whipped. It's gotten into his head. He may not be able to land the plane back on the flight deck. And so Maverick turns around and says, okay, we got to do something. We got to get him on the flight deck. We're about to lose an American asset and human asset as well. His life matters. And so he turns around and he comes to the rescue to guide this shaken cougar back onto the flight deck. Check this clip out. Some really uh, uh, tense moment there, but I love in this opening scene what we see is, uh, you know, with it, I mentioned earlier this crew on the flight deck that's working in this team format. I look at a guy like Maverick who is very focused on uh, helping somebody else who is in need, uh, his brother who's in need here in this moment, who's in a very difficult spot, and and you, you get this sense of this incredible work going on together, caring about the people around us, working in concert to get something great accomplished. And that leads me to the first principle that I wanted to share with you uh, today in our time together, and that is this. Men are able to do more in life when they work in cooperation with other men, cooperation with other men moving in the same direction. They're, they're, we're moving, we're working together for a for a righteous cause, for a great cause. And I get this from Top Gun in the early scenes because I, you know, it's a powerful thing happening as they work together. The, the problem is for most men, they are not working in cooperation with another group of men who are moving in the same direction for the cause of God. Uh, uh, surveys say less than 10% of men today have a group in which they connect with of men to, to encourage them to move forward in the right direction. Less than 10%. This is an issue for men. You know what men, as we've pushed away from the faith, what we've decided to do as men is to not be a cooperative man for the things of the kingdom of God and to move forward with other men. We're competitors now. And what we do as men is we're just about competing. I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to be first. I'm going to be the top dog. I'll stomp on you along the way. I, Cougar, I don't care if your plane crashes. You know, I made it back. Like this becomes in the selfish mentality, the movement of the man today. But yet in the scriptures, we see this cooperation being something that's very powerful for the success of a man. And that cooperation helps guide the man and his family helps guide him in his marriage, helps guide him in raising his children, or just helps guide him with simple uh, decisions or even exhaustive decisions in life. You get that group of men around you. I love Paul is describing about, hey, I'm sending a guy to you, and he meets the credentials of an excellent man. Here's how he's describing Epaphroditus in Philippians. He says, he says this, I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier. You, you see, he describes Epaphroditus in three key areas, brother, fellow worker, and soldier. What he's saying is Epaphroditus is a part of like a family. Uh, he's a part of a, the fellowship. In other words, he has a role in the work that we are accomplishing. And he's a soldier. In other words, he's a fighter. Family, fellowship, fighting. 
a, a man who is, is on track, again, working in cooperation with other men, finds himself connected to family. I'm talking about the family of God, ultimately. He knows his place in the work of the family and getting the work done. And, and he is a fighter, a fighter for the cause of the faith for his family. Men, when they are united like this, they, they're not only able to be held accountable and move forward in the same direction and to enhance the things in their own life, they become advancers of the kingdom of God. It says in Judges chapter 20 and verse 11, I love how this is described. It says, so all the men of Israel got together and united as one man against the city. They united to do something powerful. And this, this is how prior to a movement of the last 40 or 50 years of men pushing deeply further and further away from the faith, like this is what men did. We, we joined together. And for the last 2,000 years, really, up until maybe the last few decades, I guess specifically in America, this is how the kingdom of God was advanced uh, through men joining together. Yes, women do incredible things, but I, I love how it's described here in Matthew 11 and 12. It says, it says this. It says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forceful adv forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. That's not a scripture about violence. That's not a scripture about anger and inappropriate aggression. It's an understanding that men have always been working together to advance the cause of the faith, to advance the cause of, uh, of their families, to advance the cause of their communities. Can, uh, can it be said about you, sir, that you're in a movement with other men moving in the same direction, the cause of the faith, fighting for the things of our faith? Or are you kind of finding yourself on the sidelines? I, I know we have many men in here who've begun to figure this out or have for many years, and I'm so grateful for that. But there's others who've been kind of on the fence on this, and it's a big part of a godly man's life. I, I've shared with you now in these first couple of clips from Top Gun, we've seen this cooperation, but we begin to see as the movie goes that Maverick, ha he's got this name, Maverick, he has this struggle with constantly like rebelling, pushing away from authority. He takes a lot of risks, and sometimes his risks are getting him in trouble. And we find in the next clip multiple occasions where he's being called out for some of the sloppiness that he's been involved in. Here's the next clip. You know, with all the successes that Maverick has, he, uh, he goes through some struggle at Top Gun School because he loses points for inconsistency, making mistakes, and... This begins to affect his journey, and I think, you know, for a man, uh, you and I as men, those of you who are men in the room, we, uh, we are able to be trusted more. You know, in the case of Top Gun, talking about pilots and co-pilots and wingmen, but in our life and the relationships we're involved in as men, we are trusted more as men when we're consistent when we're not playing games, when we're not causing chaos around us. And so I wrote this in your notes. The second principle is this. A man can have lots of talent. They, they misuse it. Men, men misuse it. Men uh, who are consistent men are the ones who are doing great things. They're the ones that are shining, and they're shining on those 
around them as well. Men who, you know, follow through with what they say they're going to do. They, they, they're willing to, to stay focused, to not create chaos around them, because then they can be trusted. Ladies, I, I love how we, we know as, as men that you care, you care deeply about consistency, and, and, and yet, even though we know that's important to you, many times as men, we create chaotic, shaky, inconsistent environments, and I think there are women in the room, you understand, like, yeah, when a man is inconsistent, it affects your ability to trust him further. And I love what Paul says in Philippians. He says, he says he's talking about another guy that he puts his stamp on. He says this about Timothy. Timothy has what? He did what? He proved himself. He served with me in the work of the gospel. Uh, he proved. In other words, uh, I spent time with him, and I was able to look past the facades and see in doing life and connecting with him that he was a man that I could trust Right, when the chips were down, he was still going to be there. He was going to be in the fight, in the battles. He proved himself. Uh, let me ask you, ladies, anybody really in here, what do you need to know about somebody before you can tell that they've proved themselves to be trustworthy? Well, it, it takes a little time. It takes situations. It, it takes understanding that, that, you know, that person is really going to be there. And I think in our culture today... The problem for many women is they're very focused on that, you know, they, they get kind of fooled by first impressions, facades, things that look good in a man, but deep down inside, there's a rich brokenness going on. And the man is hiding and he, he's struggling. And, and though on the facade and the first impression, it looks really good, behind the scenes is what really matters because behind the scenes is character. Behind the scenes is integrity. And what Paul is saying about Timothy is there is character there. There is integrity there. I've seen it. He's proved himself. She's a, his guy is a worthy guy. And these are the kind of men that are doing incredible things in our culture today. Obviously not inconsistent men. And, and so for us, the challenge for us as men is to say, okay, Am I consistent? Am I there? Am I, can I be counted on? And, and, and that builds on something, and it builds on something, and it builds on something, and it creates a foundation where I can be trusted and greater things can happen in my life. I love what it says in Proverbs 10 and 3. It says, he who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. A man who is not living for God, a man who puts on a great facade on the front side of things. Ladies, any of us in this room, if you will dig and begin to find out a little bit more, if there is something that is unhealthy, it can be made known. You begin to see it, understand. You can begin to understand there may be an issue. I'll talk in just a little bit about how a man can recover from some of that messiness on the inside. But we have to understand that, that anybody can put on a good front. What's happening underneath? And that character and that integrity is, in, is, is critical in Proverbs 20 in verse 7. It says, it is a wonderful heritage to have an honest father. Have you, are you somebody who would say, yeah, I, I learned integrity and character from a stable, honest father. Do, do you have that in your life? 
And I stand up here, and I know that for many of you, the answer is no. You didn't get that from your father. As a daughter, you, you didn't get that from your father. As a son, you didn't get that from your father. This is, though, an important way in which God has set it up, that the earthly father teaches integrity, teaches character, teaches deep spirituality. But, but what if you didn't get that in life? What if you didn't have that? Are, are you just left? It's like, okay, I'm toast now? No. Uh, you have all, the ultimate thing to guide you, the word of God, which shows a man, you know, what a consistent man is, what integrity is, what it means to, to have these incredible things. I, I was blessed in my life to have many men in my heritage of great consistency and great character and great integrity. But if you haven't had that in your life, then you have to be willing to dig into what the truth is about that. That's why God's word is so important. It's why I do a podcast. I do a podcast three days a week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday called the Better Man Podcast. It airs at noon on these like six different platforms, which you can check it out. And it's just me giving for 10, 15 minutes, hey, some tips. Hey, maybe your dad didn't teach you this. Let me give you some tips. There's like 190 episodes there that you can go back in archives and check out and just hear some things that maybe you weren't taught. But the word of God is the ultimate guide for a man to, to really understand what a consistent man looks like. We move on in the Top Gun journey and... You know the hard moments, like the most broken moments when Maverick loses his wingman goose. And it was indeed an accident, but it sends him into a real spiral for a lengthy segment of the movie. And here's just a little 30-second clip uh, from one of those moments where he's just dealing with that brokenness of having lost goose. Here it is. We w watch the movie, and we watch how Maverick just kind of like stays in this funk over the loss of his friend. And, and, and I get it, like, tough moments happen in life uh, for men, for women. But it's how you handle those moments. It's how God's involved in handling those moments in your life that helps us move away from this time of being stuck and moving, moving on and moving forward and it's being focused on the people that are still uh, around us. And I wrote this in, in your notes. Here's the third thing. A man can fail to reach his potential in life when he is stuck in his past. I, I'm not talking about going through the grieving process, a natural grieving process. I, I, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like when moments, ju we just get mired in them. We, again, we can't recover in those moments. And, and for, for any man in here, it, it could look differently. You, you, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's some things from your past related to not having a father around at all in your life. Uh, maybe your father was there, but... You know, he just didn't spend time with you because he worked all the time. Maybe he was an alcoholic. Maybe at some point in your life, maybe you were physically or sexually abused, and that just kind of weighs you down. Maybe it's decisions or choices, th things that you did in the past you kind of regret, and so you get stuck in those, and because you have not turned to God for help, because you're not willing to admit that those struggles are there, they just kind of keep staying on you. You keep They keep miring you down, and the choice for a man in that moment who is stuck in the brokenness of his past is to put on a, a, a grand facade, okay, men are really good at this, a grand facade hiding by, this goes all the way back to Adam in the Garden of Eden, a grand facade hiding in that brokenness and putting on a front for everybody or be open with God and say, I, I've got an issue. And, and when you go to God, 
He'll reveal the truth to you, and the truth will set you free. Uh, but most men are, uh, they, they don't want to go into that truth. They don't want to dig into that. They say, oh, you know, that's not the stuff women do. They have emotional problems from things in their past, and women are out of balance and wacky. They need to go get help or whatever. But men, no, no, no. <laughs> We're some of the worst in all of this. We, we do need help at times, and the cowardly man hides and does not seek help. That's what cowardly men do. Now, of course, the false man says, no, suck it up, move on, compartmentalize, don't deal with it. And that's not uh, the, the God version of a man. That's a fake version of a man. You see, maybe some of you, you, you men, you, you want what I'm talking about today, but you've got to decide to get help. You, you've got to decide that you, you, want to, you want to be a part of something different. And there are people, men, people in the church that can help, uh, people that can help you deal with things of your past. If you're not careful, guys, this stuff, it, it, it sticks. Like, it, it gets on it stays there it is it, it becomes you almost you begin to live a life as a man it's like i guess this will be the way it always is for me you know i failed at one marriage i failed at a second i'll just keep failing i guess i just never work out for me i i, I keep failing in relationships and uh, i guess i'll just always suck at relationships i i can't seem to get my head straight financially i guess i'll just always be in poverty it just begins to own you it doesn't have to be that way Again, that's not the version of a man God wants you to be. I, I wrote in your notes, and I love how this translation puts this change that God offers for any man or any woman. It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Uh, your, the, this corruption, this past is corrupting you, but to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. This is the offer. God gives men and women something new for your life. You know, I mentioned the podcast earlier, but I also uh, do something else to help men. Once a year, I do a five-day journey where I take men on a journey to just recalibrate, refocus, renew, to find out what it is a man really should be, and we just dig into that for five days. It's called Wild at Heart, and this year coming up, yeah, thank you, in September we have another trip. I think now coming into this morning after last night, we have about 27 out of 40 spots filled. Uh, by the end of the weekend, they'll almost all be gone if you are a guy who's saying, you know what, uh, by faith, I, I think I want to take that step and go on that journey. Uh, you're interested maybe in at least finding out information. If you'll write W-A-H on the back of your Connect card today, W-A-H, that means wild at heart, circle it, drop it in the bucket on the way out, the little cards we gave you, drop it in the bucket on the way out. Make sure we got good contact information. We'll connect with you this week and just give you information. If you give us an email address, we'll email you information about the trip so you can make a decision on whether you want to go. Maybe you're a woman here and you're like, you know what? I think this might be a trip that would interest my husband or you know a, a guy that might could utilize this trip maybe as a Father's Day gift today. You say, I'm interested in this. You write W-A-H on the back of your Connect card. Ladies, you can drop that in the bucket as well. 
or any of you, if you want information, this weekend we have a little tent outside the Blue Awning on your way out on the right-hand side, uh, some guys there to answer your questions uh, about the trip and even sign you up there as well. And so I hope you'll take that faith step. We put together a little, a little one-minute uh, highlight video of the trip. Here it is. Again, I hope uh, you'll take the step as a man to join us and be a part of that trip and, and, and be a part of an incredible five-day journey. And now, uh, back to Top Gun. Uh, we last uh, see that uh, Maverick is clearly struggling, and in fact, uh, some folks are making some final attempts to uh, get him off the sidelines. Uh, Charlie, the... Um, the female, Kelly McGillis, in the movie trying to say, it's time, you got, you, you, this country needs you, people, it's time for you to get up and, and, and move on. And so here's the next clip. I think at this point in the movie, you're sitting here, and as a man, I'm sitting here going, come on, buddy, come on. Let's go, man, get back in it. Like, you, your country needs you, people need you, let's go. And yet, he's still just kind of wallowing in this thing. And that, uh, that, picture there that we get uh, this portrait in the is part of the movie brings me to the next point in, in your notes that great men learn and they model commitment along with stability but especially this is what I really want to focus on when things get tough you know I mentioned earlier you know, I, I've I, I watched uh, not just consistency but deep commitment from multiple men in my life growing up I watched that it had an impact on my life. Like when, when a man that I, you know, like my grandfathers or my father, when they said they were going to do something, they did it. And it didn't matter how difficult it got. And uh, that, that, again, that's commitment, being committed to something and, and following through. And, and we have a, a, a men in our culture today, uh, we have lots of great ideas and we like to start things, but we oftentimes are not finishing the things that we said we would do. Uh, we give our word, but then our word isn't worth anything. We make covenants before God, and then we back off very quickly. And it's oftentimes happens when things get tough. You commit to a job, the job starts to get tough, and then all of a sudden, we back out. You see it happening over and over again. I signed my name to the mortgage. Oh, no, sorry, I'm not. Uh, and this is something that's eroding our culture. It's eroding families. It's eroding communities. It, it, it erodes all kinds of things because the man says, I, I'm going to do it, but then he doesn't, doesn't follow through. When the times get tough, this is where we're tested. This is where the things that we said we had faith in, the things that we said, you know, those of us who call ourselves Christians, we, uh, this is what I believe. This is where the, the rubber meets the road. It says in James chapter 2 and verse 17, faith by itself, 
if it is not accompanied by action, is, is dead. Now, I can talk a big game, you know, about my faith, but it's when difficult times happen. It's, it's when the opportunities to put my faith into action are put before me, and I, if I miss those moments, I, I, I'm really just doing a lot of talking, but I'm not, I'm not actually doing what, you know, kind of, this is like you put your money where your mouth is. My dad used to tell me, hey, son, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. In other words, man, when it's tough, you dig in. You don't get rid of your responsibility. You don't stay. You don't move into an uncommitment. You get in. You dig in further. But I've joked over the years that the new slogan is when the going gets tough, I'm gone. I'm out. God and the word of God and with the power of God and strength of God, he gives us the ability to get back in, to get focused, to stay focused, to stay committed. Proverbs 17 and verse 7. Respected people do not tell lies. When they say something, they, they follow through. I, Maverick's going to come to this moment where he gets an opportunity to get back in the game, and if you know how a Top Gun finishes, you know he absolutely gets back in the game. This is the last thing, uh, last clip I wanted to share with you as Maverick goes into this tense moment and decides to re-engage. Here it is. I, I want to talk to you about the courage it takes for a man to decide to fight, to decide to get engaged or to get re-engaged in the battle. The last thing I put in your notes is this. Godly men are men who have the courage to lead those around them spiritually in life and in the life's greatest battles. Have that kind of courage is not easy and requires the man to step up and, and to, lead, to lead more. And, you know, it's a... It's another weekend at church, and some of you, you know, obviously we have men here, and there, maybe many of you men, you led your families here, and I think that's, that's great. There's a lot of men sitting at home, out doing other things because they don't have the courage sometimes to lead their families, to, not just church, though, lead them to all kinds of things are the things of God throughout the week and throughout their life and through living with the life of commitment and consistency. It takes takes courage to be this kind of man. And in our culture today, focused on all kinds of extracurricular activities with our kids. We want them to be great ball players and throw it far and to hit it far and do the best and be the, and, and that's really great until they're about 25 years old and there's a spiritual attack on them and they have no idea how to deal with it. Because dad didn't have the courage to say, hey, that stuff's nice, but this battle you're in in your life against your spiritual adversary, with the help of God, this is a big battle. And men of courage say, I'm leading my family, help them understand and understand that these battles are real, the enemy's coming after them. But yet, generations coming up now that the adversary's just having a field day. Most men aren't even aware of it. If they are aware, they don't have the courage to step up and to lead well. You don't have to, though, live in this lack of courage positioning. In Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, this translation puts it like this. It says, So then, my brothers, because of God's great mercy to us, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service. Man, it takes courage to do this. Pleasing to him. Don't conform to the standard of this world, what everybody else is doing, but let God transform you inwardly. It's got to happen on the inside by a complete change 
of your mind, your heart, your mind's got to be transformed. And I've watched in my years of leading this church, men get this. And God transformed them in their lives and their families. And I'm so grateful to be able to be on the front lines to watch that. And I say, others of you, it's available to you as well. What's happened to other men in this church, it's available to you. But you have to decide to let God infiltrate and transform you from the inside out. Let's pray together. God, we're praying for courage for, for men here. There are some men who are getting this right right now. And God, just I pray that you would just prompt them to remain in that courage and that strength. Keep building, strengthening them, these men as they seek you. Others maybe were there and they've kind of fallen back. You know, that inconsistency, God. I pray for them to uh, step up and to, and, and, and to get refocused, God. And without your strength, be reminded they could be refocused. There's, there's other men here. It's just not even a part of their life. Having the courage to lead spiritually in a family. God, help these men see the importance of it. They, they don't have to conform to the patterns of this world that are leaving men, homes, marriages, families, communities, churches, leaving them void of these godly men. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be a transformation of their heart and their life. By just turning to you right now and praying there's a man within the sound of my voice, either watching online or here live, just say, God, I... I I can't do this alone. I don't want to conform to the patterns of the world. I want to be transformed. God, forgive me of the times where I've missed this. Forgive me of my sin. I accept the gift of Jesus Christ who came to forgive the sins of humanity, men and women. God, forgive me of those moments. But God, I am ready. I can't go back and fix it, but I can start today. This courage to lead that will come from a transformation on the inside. God, begin to do that work now. I accept the gift of Christ as Savior. I accept that free gift to have a relationship with you, God. I want to journey with you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.